1: Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code Rebag10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code Rebag10. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount.
2: I'm in a period of emotional appeal.
1: I saw all the I don't care crap. a dream or was it real we crossed the line and it was on we crossed the line it was on this time i've been denying how i feel you've been denying what you want you want the me talk to me baby i want some satisfaction take me to the stars just like Reservations? No more hesitations, this is I Can't make it sound, give me all, oh, yeah. I want it all or nothing, no more in between, now give you all. everything to me. Let's get here, baby. A chemical reaction, take me in your arms and make me all.
0: got to take another look at you god <laughs> hey hey look at me got to take another look at you guys what is up it is so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey I am Ryan Bailey I am so effing pleased to be doing a Monday episode that is released on Monday now the last couple of weeks have been very challenging for me and I I'm, I'm glad to say I think I'm knock on this bed that I'm laying in 95% back uh, I've been sick and it it's I got to tell you, man, there is nothing like having your health. I know that sounds like an obvious statement, but when you don't have your health, it just makes everything seem so impossible. I wouldn't have been able to get the joy out of that Star is Born mashup. Of course, also... You have Carly Rae Jepsen uh, remixed with Africa by Toto. You don't get I had to do double mashup just because I want us to get this. I want to have double the week of of goodness this week because my last two weeks have been complete shit for the most part. So we've got to make this the best week ever. I feel good. It's Sunday night. I feel good. Do you guys feel I think you might feel good, too. Hopefully we're on the what if people we were like, shut the fuck up right now. I don't feel good at all. Just do your little jokes and let's get to Sophie. Let's get to this pop culture roundup. Uh, We'll get there in a second. And just to remind everybody, this is how the show works. There's timestamps. If you don't like the glorious, um, you know, singing vocals of Mr. Bradley Cooper and Miss Lady Gaga, uh, then you can, you know, say like, oh, we'll start the show at five minutes and 30 seconds. If you want the timestamp for Sophie Ross, you'll Get that in the show notes. Um, So that's how the show works. This show is me. My name is Ryan. Hi, if you're joining us for the first time, thank you. Thank you for coming. This is truly a passion of mine. This is truly what I want the rest of my life to be about is doing things like this and talking to you guys. And um, it, it takes uh, some sickness to even kind of nail that in even further of just like, man, I hope I can feel good enough to do this. Um, because I get such uh, joy out of it. In fact, I gotta, I gotta rush through this a little, I'm not going to rush through it a lot, but I rush through it a little bit. Cause I got to wake up at like 6am to interview somebody. That's how dedicated I am folks. And it's completely self-serving because I probably get way more out of it than you do. But like how cool I have to wake up early. Like I have it's like finals all over again. Like I have to set two alarms in case I don't like, you know, like imagine like what if I wake up like five minutes before the interview and then I have to, I don't know, it's just very exciting. And I can't wait for you guys to find out who I'm waking up early to speak to. This week, we got a great week, folks. If this is the week to tell your I think this might be the week to tell your friends about. You know, maybe you're like, ah, I've been keeping an eye on Ryan. I don't know if I want to recommend him yet. But maybe this is the week you do it. Because we might have some Watch What Crappens guys on this week. We might have the directors of that Lula Rich, the Lula Row documentary. We got some surprises in store. And, of course, <laughs> we got Beverly Hills recap on Friday, baby. It's me, Leisha. I was a host at the Emmy. I was a, I, I did the E! Red Carpet for E! and i was drunk the whole time uh i say i say but, um also i'm on cameo now in fact i woke up early so i could go do cameos in front of sutton's store in west hollywood which is just so funny cuz i realize i'm doing it in front of a a, a camera so they must just like say, like who is this Who is this guy? And if it's one of those cameras that has the sound, you just hear me go, I say, I say, I'm Sutton in front of Sutton's store. (laughs) Can you imagine the poor people? There's probably going to be some kind of picture of like, do not let this man in this vicinity anymore. Hey, that's fine, Sutton. You can't keep me out, baby. But if you do, I'll go right down to TomTom and I'll start recording there or in the Sur Alleyway or in Beppo. Um... By the way, Sutton Strack is on Watch What Happens Live again this week. And somebody pointed out on Twitter, Dorit has not been on at all this season. And Sutton has been on three times. How the mighty have fallen. Wow. Isn't that fascinating, though? I don't know. That's just weird. Does Andy just not? I don't want to start Bad Blood, but does Andy just not like Dorit? Um We got a lot to... Also, if you, if, you, if you can leave a good review, a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, that would be great. I will share with you guys, the audience... I do have, and and Sophie Ross, my co-host on Mondays, who I adore and is, a I really think, is a very brilliant woman that I really love to highlight because I do love how she highlights a female voice, but also just uh, male, female, all that. I just think she's just dead on laser-like on some of her takes, but I have, you know, she has a lot of people, not a lot of people, she has a couple people that are very anti-Sophie Ross, and I I get threatening emails sometimes and i read uh i read i did a patreon episode with my uh friend Meditza lopez who does all the graphics it's just she's an amazing woman herself but we did like a two-hour episode on patreon because i have been slacking on my patreon while i was slick hello baddies hi um i'm going all over the place it's fine folks I get threatening, like, some somebody wrote me on Friday saying, like, if you, you gotta, you have to get that piece of trash, Sophie Ross, off your podcast, what do you have to say for yourself? And, like, these, I've had a, this same kind of email a couple of times, and it never seems like they actually listen to the show, because my simple thing, and, and I say this with the show in general, because I put out so much content, if you don't like Sophie, which I, I think, the majority, I mean, just I'm talking 99% does, you know, don't listen to Sophie. I put out so much content and I pride myself on that, that hopefully you can find something you like in that week, you know, but to, to threaten me. Or to threaten Sophie, I feel like that is such bad class, and it doesn't actually make me think it's an actual listener of mine. It's just somebody that potentially follows Sophie around because of certain takes she has on Twitter. Um, But also, this person said, well, I'm going to also leave you a bad review on iTunes if you don't get rid of her. So that's what I'm up against, folks. You have people that are allowed to just leave bad reviews and to threaten me, basically, over an email. And I think that is... Kind of, and and pardon my French, kick the kids out of the car. I'll give you a second. Okay, are they out? That's really shitty behavior. Like, who raised you? For real. Like, also, if you have an issue, don't threaten me. You give no actual examples of why you dislike somebody. You just say to get rid of it. Like, do I have something to answer for myself? Yeah. I have 10 hours of content a week that answers for myself. And I am so sorry. But, like, that really bums me out because the majority of everybody that listens are so fucking awesome. Like, that's why I don't... I was like, there's no way this person listens to the show because they would just know, oh, I'll just skip that show. This this guy has way too much content anyways. But anyways, so if you can, leave a good review. Obviously, I'm uh, combating people now that just have beefs with uh, certain people on my podcast, which is just so bizarre. Like, what world are you living in? Anyways, uh, I wanted to mention that because there is humor in that, but it's also really scary because you're like, that's just... You know, we put so much work into this that just because you don't like one thing, you'll give a bad review. And then, like, I don't know what you—I guess you— uh, Anyways, I'm going to stop talking about that. Um, How are you guys? Are you guys good? I wanted to tell you a recommendation. I was watching Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, episode two of season two, and it was great. I was watching the Mary Cosby scenes in particular, and this lady— Also, she does have a podcast, which she brought up on episode one, and my friend found it and there's four episodes and Mary's not in any of them. In fact, it is one of the biggest pranks I've ever, because they'll be like, Mary Cosby's coming on up. And the whole episode, Mary Cosby never comes on up. It is one of the weirdest things I've ever listened to in my life. Like, you'll keep fast forward and you're like, Mary's right around the corner. And then they'll be like, well, that was a great episode of Mary's podcast. And you're, you're like, what is going on? It it's it's a fascinating way to run a podcast and I am, I'm taking notes. I'm like literally wouldn't it be great to do so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey without Ryan Bailey and I just have like my parents be like he's right around the corner. Just wait. Ryan is uh he's in the bathroom and I hear him coming out of the shower. You're about to hear the stylings of Ryan Bailey. Like that would be amazing and I just never show up for any episodes. Like that this girl this anyways what I love about her is I went and saw a movie in a movie theater. Uh, I think there was like 10 of us in the movie theater and and in LA you wear masks during, which I'm very happy to wear a mask and you can pick out your seat. So we were sitting near no, near no one, but I saw the eyes of Tammy Faye, which is about Tammy Faye Baker. Uh, if you don't know her, there's a great documentary called, I believe the eyes of Tammy Faye as well. Um, but Jessica Chastain plays Tammy Faye Baker, and she is a kind of a disgraced uh, televangelist from the 80s, her and her husband, Jim Baker, her husband at the time. But Tammy Faye Baker was kind of this it had an amazing not resurgence, but a, a whole kind of second career, uh, especially in the gay community. And she was kind of an icon, and she had such a, a a good heart. And this Jessica Chastain just knocks it out of the park with this performance. It, it reminded me of, like, you know, I come from an acting background, and sometimes with performances, you know, I'll still get that itch of, like, like, I'm not like I could play Tammy Faye Baker, of just, like, man, that must have been so much fun for Jessica Chastain. And I gotta tell you, Andrew Garfield, The actor as Jim Baker, he has a much less showy role, I guess, compared to Tammy Faye, but still such a great performance. He really made it his own for somebody that doesn't look like Jim Baker at all. And I just geeked out on the uh, performances. And I was really blown away that Michael Showalter, one of the uh, cast members of the uh, comedy troupe, the state. If you guys remember that show from MTV, which is like 20 years old now, he directed us. And I'm just like, cause I thought it was a really well done movie as well. So hats off to that whole crew. It was just a really, really great movie. And I was, I uh, it was just really nice to see a movie in the theater and to see such great performances. But it also reminded me of Mary Cosby because it was, you know, she's not exactly Tammy Faye esque, but there is something when you speak to the Lord, you know, I think it leaves you open for a lot of interesting uh, takes in life. And I'm not that's I'm not passing judgment, but it is very interesting. So that is a recommendation. Um, real quick, too, before I um, I i if you've been a longtime listener, you know how much I loved the movie A Star is Born. Like I was like Bradley Cooper. I've always said it's, you know, they'll look back decades later and say that is Literally the best performance by a beard in the history of movies. His beard in that movie looks so magnificent, and I grew my beard because of him, and it's never been nearly as magnificent. And he just he embodied that. I'm not like I saw A Star Is Born in the theaters by myself. I cried. Yeah, I was totally swept away by the. Romance. No, I'm, I'm not. I I was totally swept away. Listen to the soundtrack all the time. Was just when they performed at the Oscars. I was like, "Look at that! Look at that!" And I just, I would, I would always do like, "Gotta take another look at you." Gotta take, hey, okay. hey, just want to take another look at you. Like I loved the lilt, you know, when he was like, "You fucking stupid," and he pissed his pants at the award show. Remember? Now I'm just gonna walk. Hey, you guys, remember when they were outside of the grocery store and they wrote that song together? I just loved the whole thing. But it reminded me, and I i threatened to read this email since the very first podcast, is that my best friend, Nick Wegner, he um, he is a genius writer, producer of the show American Dad, uh, just uh, the best guy, but also very opinionated. And back when A Star Is Born came out, I was on this email thread with him and our our buddy Joe, who also works on American Dad. And I, he just kept saying, I hated that movie. And I was like... And I said, Joe, can you believe Nick doesn't believe in romance? And so finally, not I didn't expect this. This was actually very delightful to get. Uh, let's see. when This was December 6, 2018, 3.32 p.m. I remember I was at my job when this email came in. And he writes, you're pulling me in, Bailey, dot, dot, dot. And he wrote in parentheses, spoilers, Joe. I'd stop reading now if I were you. Also, I'd stop reading if I were you, too, Ryan. A Star is Born, the movie, was not about romance, exclamation point, he writes. It was about male power structures and addiction. The only reason Lady Gaga had to love him was because he gave her a break and then emotionally manipulated her. Otherwise, I found no reason for her to love him. When they kissed, his mouth was full of liquor, cigarettes, and probably vomit. <laughs> When they had sex, it was gross and fast, and they never shared another scene where they seemed to enjoy each other. But she was supposed to stay with him because he gave her a break on her career and was willing to look past her gross n- <laughs> her gross nose, which we later learn even he doesn't like. <laughs> Parentheses, thought she would leave him then, but no, she couldn't for some reason, I guess quote-unquote love. I guess I was a fool because I thought it was her movie and she'd eventually get free of him and move on. Every time he did something bad, I waited for her to leave, (laughs) leave him in the dust. But no, she went back and made me angry. God, I hated him. His music was horrible, too. Why not cast Dwight Yoakam or someone that can sing? With, by the way, what is Nick fucking Dwight Yoakam? This isn't the 80s. But in the end, we learned that if some gross piece of shit takes a chance on you, you're his property for life. <laughs> Extra points. When the movie starts, no one is going to his shows, even though he's the most famous country singer in the history of the world. I basically... I'm basing that off a black woman at an L.A. grocery store in the movie recognizing him, which would only happen to Blake Shelton or Garth Brooks today, and they'd have no problem filling the Greek theater, which he couldn't do one scene later. And he's from a pecan farm in Arizona, which they film in the desert by the windmills in Palm Desert without a pecan tree within 100 miles, which infuriated me. I'll stop now. Please don't tell anyone I said these things because everyone is supposed to like this movie and the USA and strong men that can't help idiot women succeed despite their natural talents. But it felt good to get this out. Oh, you know what? And that's why I love Nick, man. What? I, I still love A Star is Born, but also I love the fact that it, the email's kind of true. I, 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 You're like, Ryan, I knew this two years ago, but Bradley Cooper really was a piece of shit. lady gaga was forced to be with him and the only way out like no and also spoiler alert if you haven't seen a star's board he kills himself at the end and it's like i guess that's the only way lady gaga could have get which is dark but that's the only way anyways but i wanted i've this is no joke one of my favorite emails i've ever gotten and i wanted to share it with you guys because i share everything with you guys and i'd heard that um I did this Stars Born mashup, so I was like, oh, this will be perfect. I can read that to this these guys finally. So um, also, uh, I got to figure out, do you guys want me to recap? Oh, so Now we got we got so many good shows on. We got Potomac. We got Salt Lake. I already recapped Beverly Hills. And then Vanderpump Rules, we talk about in the podcast today with Sophie, comes back not this Tuesday, but next Tuesday. And I got to recap that. So I got to figure out what's Patreon, what's here, maybe break it up into smaller segments and just do a day of like a podcast or recaps. I don't know you guys. Anyways, this is such an exciting problem to have because we're really on to some magnificent TV. Also the Emmys were tonight. Uh, I found out Evan Peters from mayor of East town. He won an Emmy and I thought that guy was British. Like every actor now I assume is British. And then he went up to accept the award. He had an American accent. And I was like, fuck yeah, man, go USA. We did it. Like, don't, like all of our parts get thrown to British actors because They're kind of better, you know, and especially and it frustrates the hell out of me with the act. It's like a lot of English actors, like American actors, we don't get to go over to, you know, England and do English accents. They would laugh us out of town. So, Evan, congratulations. Uh, We also got a lot of awards for Ted Lasso, the queen, of course, blah, blah, blah. Michaela Cole, uh, she won. And we talk about her in the beginning of this podcast. What a beautiful, talented um, woman she is. Uh, we'll probably, I'll probably talk a little bit about the Emmys a little bit more on Tuesday, but, uh, I wanted to, and also congrats to Danny Pellegrino, our friend who, uh, hosted, uh, an E after, uh, after the show on E, he hosted, uh, an after the show thing, which he was way better than Lisa Rinna period. Danny should have done before and after. So congratulations. I mean that, what a, um, what a person for all of us in podcasting, or anybody that loves entertainment, they're, they're really, uh, you know, he's he's a uh, groundbreaking person in in what we do. So it's really kind of jaw dropping uh, and well deserved all of the uh, the the amazing things that are coming his way. Because he also he just his book just went on uh, pre order, uh, I think on Thursday or Friday too. And you're just like, holy shit, amazing! Um, I'm like, I can't even get out of bed some days like that's incredible um okay that's it you guys i think we there's so much i we got plenty of time to talk later in the week uh but here she is my friend uh my co-host on mondays doing the pop culture roundup we talk about everything folks we talk about bethany frankel ratting out erica jane we talk about a little bit about the emmys before they aired of course we talk about Salt Lake. We talk about Demi Lovato. We talk about Dear Evan Hansen. We uh, we talk about Little Nas X. We talk about it all. These are the funnest podcasts to do. They always are too short for me. And, uh, and also remember, halfway through, you're going to hear a couple commercials. Try to support them if you can, because that's what we're trying to do is I'm trying to build my own thing here. So hopefully we can make that happen together. And uh, I will talk to you guys on Tuesday. I'm so happy to be back. Pray that I wake up for my alarm tomorrow. Bye. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to your Monday episode of So Bad, It's Good with Ryan Bailey. Mondays, uh, we are back to normal. It is our pop culture roundup with uh, my co-host, the wind beneath my wings, the wind beneath all of our wings. Not only is she a talented writer, I was just thinking today while I was watching Emmys coverage, we should be doing Emmys coverage out there on the red carpet. I would love to tag team some of these stars with Miss Sophie Ross. Sophie, welcome back to the show.
2: That sounds like a dream gig. Let's make it happen. Well, we can't
0: be worse than, f- I, I swear to God, I was watching E for some reason. I flipped oh. on E and all of a sudden, before I even saw, I, got, I heard the crown, the crown. And I was like, fucking Lisa Rinna. She was on the red carpet. And it was her and Brad Goreski and this other lady just kissing each other's asses for like two. And I couldn't, I couldn't look away. It was like a car crash. She makes me sick. Well, but but by the way, I know in me, I know deep down, it means I'm a dark-hearted person. I know that, but it. She's just she's so, so she grating. Is. She's so grating.
2: She's the devil.
0: She goes. She goes. I would love to be on SNL, and Brad was like, "You totally should, Lisa. You're amazing." And I'm like, "Brad, do you understand what SNL is? It's sketch comedy. If, if somebody would do a Lisa Rinna character, Lisa Rinna would never be on SNL. It, yeah, it make me so not. angry."
2: Can we not encourage her? Like, please.
0: <laughs> it's just, but it's just that, like, that, that, and this is, this is Lisa Rinna aside, like, it's any of those award shows we've all grown up with is just the constant, it's like, you have to kiss the most ass of your co-hosts and anybody you're talking about. And I'm totally, I'm totally ready for my opportunity to do that. But it was like, Brad was like, what what period of time would you guys like to be in if you could go back? And Lisa was like, "I've always, I think the forties, the 1940s. And I'm like, did they have jacked up fucking lips in the forties? Is that where you think you would like, be?" Literally like literally
2: during World War <laughs> Two.
0: I'm saying like, <laughs> it's World War Two of like uh, uh, nurse nurse Rena's here, <laughs> like, and Larry Hamlin <laughs> gets deployed. <laughs> Well, they, and by the way, she told the old Versace, Harry Hanley, do you know, that's me with Mr. Lila at the, when Versace made me that dress for the Emmys, Mr. Lila was in my belly. And it was so, and I was like, the story changes a little bit each time. Cause the story was a little different when she told it on housewives and she goes, and Harry Hammond, he took a, he took um, a screwdriver and he made the dress fit my body for Mr. Lila. <laughs> <Yes>. I'm, I'm <laughs> constantly drinking. I am drinking all the time now. She did look amazing, though. I will say she did look amazing, but all I could picture was her in depends diapers the whole time. It was just like I don't need to take a break, Brad. I can go the whole way through. I'm literally pissing myself.
2: She's just, like, so inauthentic. Like, she's just so fake and phony and, like, ugh, I can't stand her.
0: But at the same time, I couldn't look away. I didn't change the channel. Like, I was so locked in. And that just, what does it say that I'm starting to watch more TV that I hate than that I love? And it's, like, doing the same thing for me. Like, it fuels me, you know?
2: I don't know. I, for me, I'm, like, I just... Usually I'm super into the e-red carpet coverage, but I'm kind of just like keeping up on like Twitter and stuff. I'm not really like, you know, I feel like it's just gotten worse every year. Again, it's like, I like Brad Goreski. Like, I like him. He's fine. Rinna, no thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I'm excited. I mean. Yeah. And there was like. What?
0: Well, I'm just saying we, we had the Met ball last week. So what are we really going to like, I mean, we already had Kim Kardashian and a black trash bag over her face. Like what else are we going to get tonight? That is going to blow us off our coal mining asses to be like, well, that really just made my weekend. Like what, what could possibly happen fashion wise tonight that any of us would care about, you know?
2: Yeah. I'm like excited to see the looks I'll see them on Twitter um. Yeah, I really want. There are a lot of good people nominated. Like it's like a good, a good it, year. It, for it, that it's a
0: great year works. for TV. Yeah. Totally. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Kate Winslet in *Mare of Easttown* versus Michaela Cole in *I May Destroy You* versus Anya Taylor Joy in *Queens Gambit*. Like,
0: dude, and Michaela Cole. Michaela Cole looks like a, like a, like a beautiful statue. It's like her face is so. Perfect, like it's it's so stunning. If you guys don't know Michaela Cole, she does she did the show she wrote on HBO and acted in called I May Destroy You, which is one of the most intense shows I've ever watched. And she's actually going to be in the new Black Panther, Black Panther 2. But her face just looks so
2: yeah, it's like
0: I don't even know what to say. It, it's like she uh, has
2: incredible bone structure. I mean, just it's it's
0: all bone structure. structure. It's like,
2: yeah, what did
0: uh Alicia Silverstone and Clueless say? She's uh what was that? What was the verbiage she She's not a Betty, but, um, uh, anyways, uh, it just, she's just stunning. Every time I see her, I'm just like, how could you like Michaela Cole could never play a normal person. Yeah. She's just she, too stunning looking, you know? Yeah,
2: yeah. She, she really does have just like, she's very statuesque and like stunning. She's going to look stunning tonight. I'm excited to see if she hasn't already like walked out on the red carpet. I don't know. I need you to
0: mayor of East town. They should give an award for best accent. Don't you think? Oh my God, Water? Yeah, but isn't it funny with the Emmys? I always think about the Oscars too. Is that like with the Grammys, they make the Grammy people go out and sing. Like they should make these fuckers act. Like they should make, (laughs) uh, they should make her like from a like a monologue from *Mayor of Easttown*. Kate Winslet, and they make her come out and do the monologue. Like, wouldn't that be dope?
2: That would be. I'd enjoy that a live monologue from Kate Winslet. That would be. I would watch the Emmys if that were the case. Wait, where? Who's hosting?
0: I don't know. I think they're doing one of those things again, where it's like round robin with the. I don't. I don't think it has an actual host. Which sucks. wait,
2: it has Cedric the Entertainer.
0: <laughs> no offense to Cedric the Entertainer, I just didn't know he was. You know, I don't
2: know if that's right, but that's what Google says. So we'll see. By the time everyone's listening to this, they'll be like, Yeah, Cedric the Entertainer killed it. Cedric Cedric killed
0: killed it, you guys.
2: guys. I'm just Uh, happy it's not freaking Jimmy Kimmel. I'm so (laughs) Jimmy (laughs) Kimmel hosting everything.
0: Well, you're a big Jimmy Fallon girl, so you're yeah, Jimmy Fallon
2: hive rise up.
0: Oh my god. Um, so I I guess a couple of things that I needed to talk to you initially, and this is actually, this could be a serious conversation and I'm still trying to figure out what I think about it, but we got a, a late Friday night announcement that Real Housewives of New York was not going further with their reunion. They cited scheduling difficulties, which they've said now three times in a row. And then as of Friday evening, they pulled the plug officially. And there's been a lot of discourse out there. And I guess I want to know, uh, what, what you think about it.
2: Oh my god! I mean, it's that's like unprecedented, first of all. And as you know, I've never been a huge Roni fan—not since like the early season. So like, I wasn't even that invested this season anyway. But like, first of all, how embarrassing for everyone,
0: including that exactly, and including the production company to let yeah. it go this far out of hand where they can't yeah. have a reunion. I really. Wouldn't be surprised if we see some changes even in the production company. I believe it's Shed Media. But if you go this far where you can't have a reunion, something's going on behind the scenes. And I think we know a couple of things, but that's ridiculous.
2: I know. It's absurd. So, yeah. And the other thing is that, you know, people are saying that they're just trying to protect Ramona from being held accountable for, like, you know, some of the you know, racially charged comments and just ignorant shit she was viewing this past season. Which what do you mean past
0: also- season? The past 13 seasons. It's, well, yeah. this is, you know, but I'm, but you're right. It was yeah. more directed towards the, uh, issues of race this season, right. of course, but I, I, I don't know. Like I, th- I read so much, so many comments, like, cause in my head I was like, and this is just from a white dude's perspective, which really kind of shows sometimes my ignorance was that I was like, I've watched every episode this season, didn't like it. And it wasn't because of Epony. It wasn't, I mean, it was just all flat. It didn't have any kind of, for yeah. me, any kind of emotional pull. It didn't feel like, there anybody were no, like along. story lines. It, well, yeah. But, and also I get that there was a pandemic season, but at the same time I was like, oh, good. I don't have to watch this forced reunion between ladies that obviously don't get along. But then I was reading a lot of like my friend's opinions on Instagram and stuff. And, and, you know, they, they really seem to feel like there needs to be closure and that Ramona and maybe other people, maybe Luann a little bit need to answer for certain behaviors. But then I'm like, okay, well, we know how that would go. Like, first off, if Ebony's going to go up against Ramona or Luann even if that pairing happens Ebony will fucking school them like she knows how to speak like nobody else like that would be we already know how that like for anybody watching New York going I think Ramona's a genius until I saw that reunion and then I realized what an idiot she was like we already know what a fucking ignorant uh pot- not even potential like she really does exude racist qualities to me and i i I hate to i know she has a lot of fans but like you got to just look at the behavior especially this season do we really i guess my question is like does 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 bravo owe that to us does it owe it to the viewers to go well we're gonna put you up on the hot seat and you're going to pay for what you did this season because that's what i feel like ramona and potentially luann would be walking into
2: yeah, I mean something needs to happen. If they're not going to have a reunion, Andy needs to have like a sit down, especially because she's- That's what, like a
0: Watch What Happens Live sit down, maybe. Right, you know.
2: Right, because Ramona's going to be on what's it called, All Stars or Ultimate Vacation Girls
0: trip or whatever. Yeah. One peacock, yeah. <laughs>
2: Ultimate vacation. Ultimate yeah.
0: ladies trip. <laughs>
2: yeah, so like she's going to be back on TV and who knows what kind of cash shakeups they're going to do, but if they're going to bring her back for the next season, yeah, they need to hold her accountable in some way because it, her behavior was just like unacceptable and it's, you know, kind of unacceptable that there's kind of letting it fly instead of making her answer for it. At the same time, it's like Ramona is Ramona and this is who she is. I don't it I don't know how productive, you know, any of these conversations would be. But it's almost like, yeah, I feel like her time personally, I know that you don't think they're gonna do any cash shakeups, but I think that, you know, personally, I think that her time has probably run its course. I think that, you know, it's just I think that people wanna get back to like the glamorous Upper East Side society women of New York. Kind of like, I mean, I feel like Tinsley. Like she's always been like a page six like it girl like yeah. get more of like the cool society women on Roni instead of Ramona who just like shits everywhere.
0: That's <laughs> well, not, like, I mean. Well, so I, I, you're right. I did say that thing about the no cast shakeup because I'm like, how would you shake up a cast if you don't even do a reunion? It's like you can't let Ebony go because that would just be not fair to not like. And I don't think she's in jeopardy at all. But I will say, I have thought of more over the weekend, and I do think like whether it be Ramona or Ebony, it, Bravo should not be held hostage by any cast member, and especially. And I know this is sacrilegious because a lot of people have DM me after I said it. Was that I do think at a certain point you have to cut and run. We've all had so many great memories with Ramona, Luann, uh, Sonia, but like nobody is above the show. And at a certain point, you got to make a change, anyways. Ramona can't be on the show for ten more years. You got to start looking to the future. And if the future is this bleak because of one person's behavior, then there's no like we see how quickly we make stars like Kathy Hilton or Heather Gay. It's like these people can be found and rather quickly, I sometimes feel it's laziness on the part of the production companies that aren't actually putting in the work to find interesting people. And they're relying on this bullshit like Ramona. And then they get themselves in trouble because then the fan base gets riled up and it's like we we then think it's it's not fair and it's not um it's not what what's happening in the society nowadays. I don't know it's like a larger conversation, but at the end of the day, I just also think this was a horrible season. It just yeah. was.
2: Yeah, and I mean, if they're not going to bring anything to the table anyway, like Luann, sorry, nothing, no storyline. Like, I feel like I don't know. It's just. Yeah, it's time. I think for Luann, Sonia, and Ramona, I would say just cut the cord, especially like, yeah, Sonia is just so like, how many times are we just going to watch her, you know, be belligerent?
0: And I a, love her so you know, much. but you know, I know, but love
2: we, her, but like- yeah, But we've yeah. seen,
0: we've it's like seeing Elton John play Rocket Man again and again and again. Like we've seen her do her greatest hit again. And think about it, Luann, I watched this entire season- Luann will always have her cabaret and I love that they're opening it up to these like ultimate girls trips like we can still have them go in this other universe shit like like fan them out to like summer house winter lucky charm or whatever you need to do but like they don't need to be on this main show and I think Beverly Hills like you see how reinvigorated it was. By like you know a criminal trial and a couple new cast members or a criminal activity and a couple new cast members, I think New York, you're one season away from it being great again, just depending on casting.
2: Yeah, it's so dependent on casting. Like they clearly just got it freaking wrong this season. But even so like I-
0: Leah, Leah, Leah McSweeney's on there. She she could have brought in like Azealia Banks, who she supposedly hangs out with, and Kat Marnell. Like I would love to see what what it's like for somebody of Leah's supposed stature and streetwear to hang out with yeah. those girls. Yeah,
2: you know? for sure. Oh my God, yeah. Like, I I would be so open to like, you know, Leah. I know that Leah was a flop this season, but like, I just think the dynamics were so off. And I think just with different dynamics, like Leah should stay. I don't know. Again, yeah. it's like, I'm not the Roni expert because I've never been like super passionate about Roni, but it seems like... There definitely needs to be a cast shakeup. And I think the trio of Luann, Sonia and Ramona can just go at this point.
0: Well, the thing is, I don't even think like you see Ramona posting on Friday with Luann. Like, I don't think Ramona's even cognizant of what goes on around her. Like, I don't think it would really screw Ramona up that much. Like, I don't think she's like, I think Luann's dependent on the show. I think Sonia is kind of dependent on the show for even a potential like a paycheck. But Ramona, I think is just so far out there in her own la la land where I don't think she cares as much as anybody would, you know, you know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah. I think she secretly would though. Okay. Like I know she has enough going on, I'm sure. But like, yeah, I think that Ramona always kind of felt like she was the anchor and she really has been, she's the longest running. Cause even Luann, you know, was a friend of for whatever season. So she's the most expensive. She's the most, she's the only OG left. I feel like, you know, it just kind of was never a question for her. And now it's kind of like, oh, it could all be taken away. Hmm.
0: Um, this actually spins off with Real Housewives in New York, Bethany Frankel. Um, Bethany, on the Just Be podcast this week, This was like scrubbed and then put back up there and all this stuff. But Bethany pretty much said that she knew about Tom Girardi's financial issues for uh, multiple years now because her uh, uh, ex-boyfriend, Dennis, who passed away, we all knew from, uh, I believe, uh, prescription medication. Tom Girardi supposedly uh, borrowed a half a million dollars from Dennis And Bethany had told Andy about this, had told uh, Kyle Richards about this. Bethany said it was very well known in the Bravo sphere between all of those people. And she had told them. And so this came out and it, it got it made such a stir that Erica Jane's lawyers had to comment And then Bethany had to comment and say, okay, well, I was, I wasn't really talking specifically. I was talking like Bethany even backtracked. But isn't that wild if that is actually true? And Bethany had even told Andy about this, that they had all known about this for years.
2: I mean, I believe her. Like it sounds like it was just like an open secret. And that's what Bethany said. She was like, it was just an open secret. Like everyone knew. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And Erica's now playing dumb. Like it just, it, it, you know, undermines Erica's story even more of her not knowing shit. The fact that everyone knew, like, come on.
0: Well, I, after this week's episode, I went up to Pasadena and I tried to recreate the snowy conditions and I did flip my car five times. So it is possible to flip your car and I also confronted a burglar and I also had glaucoma (laughs) and they had to take me to the hospital. But by the way, did you even see the police reports on that? Is that that actually happened, but Tom was not injured. That was a whole separate thing. So Erica is weirdly combining stories and, you know, and I just- love
2: how she also was like it happened on um, Saturday.
0: Yeah, that's the ticket, Saturday. Yeah, like, yeah,
2: that's it, Saturday. <laughs> Saturday. It's like, and what do goes- you remember or something? <laughs> like, what do you know? Yeah, on <laughs> it Saturday. Night. It's like, what? Like, she's so just light, and she can't like make eye contact when she's like <laughs> telling her lies like it's so obvious that she's lying i can't well, believe it's also anyone believes her
0: i read this some, somewhere on twitter somebody was like it was like she was saying it so fast trying not to forget anything of like yeah, yeah there was a, a car accident and he like, came around the burglar then he's kind of surgery and then my son flipped the car five times i gotta do it really quick before i forget everything and it was yeah, and Kyle was just like oh huh? and it i just love that it she yeah you're right she couldn't make eye contact she couldn't do anything but at the same time you get this kind of sense that she has this gleeful of like I did it I made them believe me you know and it's yeah I, oh my
2: god yes
0: but it, that's what I'm saying like I think she thinks she outsmarted the audience where I swear to god I don't think she I think she thought we would buy it hook line and sinker
2: yes okay so that's a thing called duper's delight where like you know,
0: <laughs> wait what so no, it's, called Del-
2: dupers, it's called duper's delight it's like a, when a manipulative or narcissistic person like they lie and they're like oh I got away with it they're buying it and then they give a little smirk there was one scene where she was talking about like the car accident or something just serious and she like there was like a little smirk after she told the story it's like she always has this duper's delight face on like she thinks that she is getting away with it and that's Obviously, how she thought the season was going to go, and how, you know, Kyle and co. probably thought it was going to go, which is why they're backing her up so hard. And I think also, you know, the PK and Mauricio dinner, which is hilarious.
0: <laughs> I it work not- on the ankle. Don't do the yeah. brain. Work on the ankle. <laughs> no, not the brain. Do the ankle. <laughs> but by the way, I was crack. I mean, that Dang. to me it was the realest scene of the entire thing because I was like, that's what we do. We think this is so ridiculous. You Mauricio know? was losing
2: it. I was like, that scene completely exemplifies why I could just like so hang out with high Mauricio all day long. How like- does
0: he run such a like you know, that's the only thing i think every time i see mauricio he's like he looks like he's having the time of his life he's high as a kite all the time and i just sit there jealous because i'm like how does he run a successful business and he's high all the time like that's he's how
2: just he, I, that's how he unwinds you know he's productive during the day and then at night he unwinds with you know some bong hits
0: i still do think it's funny of like Supposedly, and this is what's so dark, you guys. We talked about this before, but they have a show in development with PK and Mauricio that involves London real estate. And in this past week's episode, we have this scene out back at PK and Dorit's place where PK Mauricio is like, Tell them about all that money you lost billions. And he goes, Yeah, I lost, I lost quarter of a billion, billion for other. <laughs> like, and we're all just laughing about losing other people's money. And that's why it's so dark, is because. PK knows Tom and Erica are frauds because he's been a fraud, you know?
2: I know I know oh my god I'm so conflicted about PK because these episodes are making me love him
0: yeah but you girls are let's always say you girls are so horned up like some guy does two good things in a row and you're like oh I'd give anything to be with him like, like are
2: so low but no but that is. was like a scene there aren't many housewives scenes where I'm like I want to be there hanging out with them like every time I watch Potomac I'm like I want to hang out with them but like usually I'm like I'm fine watching at a distance but like that dinner I was like I want to hang out with them I I want to hang out with mauricio and pk and kyle and Darude even, like it just talk about erica but it also like it makes it even more embarrassing for kyle because she clearly is she's the two-faced one like yeah. her calling sutton two-faced she she knows these stories are bullshit she knows it she's laughing about it behind erica's back like there you know is what?
0: no there is no i am like there's no real money, I believe That's why I'm saying Even the Bethany thing Like, you, they, they all tell these tales Of like, guess who's in financial Dire straits this week It's like, think about Elizabeth Theranos from I mean, I saw Elizabeth oh, Holmes From Theranos Who was on trial this week You know, she lost What, how many billions of dollars For investors? Like, it's all lies Like, tell me one person Who makes real money And I'm like I think Mauricio does But at the same time I guess maybe it wouldn't surprise me a decade later to realize that they're in financial straits themselves, oh, you know?
2: Exactly, but Mauricio's been involved with some sketchy stuff, apparently, too. Yeah. But so, he's good-looking, so know. he gets a pass, yeah. I don't know. Until it, yeah, until it comes out or it's addressed on the show, really, like, there's, it's still kind of just, I don't know much about it. So, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, we're, we're four episodes away, four or five episodes away from the reunion. And we talked a little bit about the reunion this past week, but I do want to like catch everybody. Like I, I want to emotionally prepare people. Like it's going to hurt when this show ends this season, like be prepared. You're going yeah. to, and we're going into daylight savings time being taken away from us. So it's going to get dark for a lot of people really quick with this show ending. So try to find something to, to replace it. We have real housewives of salt Lake. We have uh real Housewives of New Jersey. I think you're going to start seeing a preview coming up. to get your first box. That's dot com slash so good. Tryfirstleaf.com slash so good. These are the ads I was speaking about. And we have two ads, two companies that have been with me before. And this first one, they are, this is the second time they've been with us. And I love this product and I love this company. It's Osea. So it is so difficult, you guys, to find clean skincare products that are good for your skin and the planet, but also give you the results you want. So luckily, Osea has been making products that do just that for over 25 years. And when it comes to clean beauty, Osea is the pioneer. They have award-winning cleansers, serums, and face moisturizers. Now, I'm going to mansplain to all of you ladies what all of these products are. No, it's so funny. I told you about these guys, this company a couple weeks ago when they first uh, were on and they actually did an onboarding call with me where they went through and explained all of the products and sent me the products. And then I talked to my female friends, uh, my friend, Megan, my friend, um, Rebecca, and, you know, my friend, Rebecca actually already uses these products, but. I realize how important as it is to actually have a skincare regime. And I know you ladies already have yours, but I think that this actually might be a product that you might want to add to it. So Osea is actually known for creating amazing body products as well, like their famous Undaria Algae Body Oil. So the Undaria Algae Body Oil is amazing. Uh, I use it myself now and it leaves my skin feeling clean and rich not sticky or oily, and especially you guys, after I've been sick, this is a product that has actually made me feel better because I felt so gross, like a slug on a rug, and it was horrible. So I know what you're thinking, body oil? If you've been using body lotion for years, you might be a little wary of body oils, but let me tell you, I'm a convert. It soaks in easily, and it has this really kind of amazing citrus smell, And uh, I actually, I can even smell this because remember I had COVID over the holidays and it took a majority of my smell away. I can actually smell this and I can't tell you how soft and smooth my skin feels after I put it on. In fact, if you see me in public, say, Ryan, can I feel your skin? And I will let you feel the smoothness, the silkiness of my skin. So Osea's products are clean, vegan, and cruelty-free, climate-neutral, created with sustainability-sourced seaweed, and made in California. And also, there's a motorcycle that's driving right outside my house. But also, listen to that. Clean, vegan, cruelty-free, climate-neutral, created with sustainability-sourced seaweed, and made in good old California. Those are so many important things right there. Vegan and cruelty-free is huge. Climate neutral. I mean, that's what we've got to be doing in the future. And this is a company that supports all of this. So you can feel good about what you're putting on your skin. So experience your new favorite clean skincare line with a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order with promo code SOGOOD. Finally, a company has not used so bad they've used so good as our promo code. That's S-O-G-O-O-D at O-S-E-A malibucom You'll get free samples with every order and orders over $50 get free shipping. You are going to want it all. Go to O-S-E-A-M-A-L-I-B-U dot com and use code SOBAD. Hell yeah, you guys. Elevating my style used to mean breaking the bank, but with Quince, I get high-end, versatile pieces at prices I can actually afford. Now I can upgrade my style by snagging killer luxury essentials that sync with my vibe and my wallet. You guys know I've got a blue linen blazer. Now I have a black leather jacket, and I have my eye on this Italian suede trucker jacket. I think that's going to be my next purchase. So Quince creates timeless essentials that never go out of style. You're going to have them in your closet forever. so bad. And also this podcast is a uh, sponsored by um, proudly sponsored by BetterHelp. help. Uh, is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? Um, goals are so important. And this is something that you can actually talk about your therapist with. Um, it's important to actually have somebody that you can actually speak out loud your experience of life, of what you're trying to accomplish, of what you're trying to get through, of what is holding you back. And BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. And let me be clear, it's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional therapy done securely online. So there's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide. In fact, I get so many people now that like will DM me or email and they're listening in like, like Belgium, Italy. And I'm just like, whoa, but also you could actually use this service there. You can log into your account anytime and you can send a message to your therapist. You'll get a timely and thoughtful response. Plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, So you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. It is more affordable than traditional offline therapy. And financial aid is available. Those are two huge things. We should not have to ever be priced out of getting help. And BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash so bad, that's better H E L P, and join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. Special offer for So Bad It's Good Listeners get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash so bad that's betterhelp.com forward slash s-o-b-a-d you guys that is the commercials for the week let us get back to our pop culture roundup with miss sophie ross vanderpump rules comes back in a week and a half and i was talking with the watch what crappens guys what are your hopes i mean because this premiere is not this tuesday but next tuesday for vanderpump rules and i'm hearing that sheena's boyfriend who she had the baby with brock who he looks like, I've never seen somebody look more like a Brock in my life. And uh, yeah. supposedly, he does a really good Jax. Like, he supposedly fills in that role really nicely. Oh, in the Jax, really? Which kind of excites me if that's true. Oh,
2: I'm excited for that, Ben. That, you know, it's not because we always kind of, you know, and Sheena was kind of hoping she would end up with just that fairy tale Prince Charming guy. And yeah, if he's going to get a Jax at it.
0: Yeah. Oh, like, wouldn't it be amazing God, if I like, because supposedly they come at it because remember he has kids that he yeah. has not seen for over, you know, a year and a half or potentially two years because of the pandemic. And I think they all question him on that and stuff. So the show does need a villain. So I'm going, I mean, which by the way, did you, speaking of Jax, he did a quote unquote, all-star golf tournament today, a Sunday t- with Mauricio, with Shep with a bunch of like kind of B rate people, but like, you get the sense that like Jax needs this, like to be a part of like celebrity tournaments. Oh, like he yeah. needs it for his ego, you know?
2: Oh, for sure. Oh my God. Like, We know that he's going to act like everything's fine on the surface That He chose to walk away from the show to focus on his family. Yeah. But as the show premieres and everyone else is getting attention without him, oh my God, he's going to go crazy. He's going to be so full of rage while the show is airing. Oh my God.
0: Well, don't you kind of want to know though, from the other cast members of like, my honest question would be like, I'm sure you're glad in a lot of ways he's gone, but is it kind of hard because it, sometimes puts more pressure on you guys to actually create drama when he was just such a one man buffoon that cheated and lied and it kind of made things easier in some ways for a reality show.
2: I mean, that could be, you know, that's a good point, but I feel like between, you know, the people they have on the cast now, I feel like there's, you know, good, good components for drama. You have James Kennedy, like, I feel like James is like always a good source for drama too. Yeah. Um, so I'm hopeful about it. I'm like, the trailer got me excited. I'm excited about it. It's been off the air for like a long, like over a year now, right?
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely over a year. Yeah. yeah
2: so like, I'm ready. It's been so long.
0: Yeah. I just, it's like when something's away for so long, it does have to compete with like, they're coming into potentially a new, landscape in certain ways that we've learned to go on about our lives without vanderpump rules and i know that sounds like silly potentially but it's true like you know it's
2: like true.
0: you know um
2: yeah yeah, it's like you always fear like becoming irrelevant if your show is like you know delayed or canceled or whatever it is it's like yeah it's been a really long because they didn't know what they were going to do for a while after season eight wrapped because there was just like so much drama it was such a bad season like yeah. So it's very, it's been a long time without pump rolls. I almost like, I, yeah, I like forget what it's even like.
0: It's yeah. Been so well, and also, you know, it's just cause the, the real, the things that are real, real, that I actually want, I, I really am excited to see Sheena be a mom because yeah. you just know she's going to be like, she's wanted to be a mom for so long, but there's also that element of she's going to be like the biggest stage mom ever. Like, like there's just elements of it that I think will be potentially hysterical yeah to watch hopefully and, and i don't i don't mean that in a negative way but you just know how sheena is about things so i'm really curious to see what she's like in all of her glory you i know. know
2: i'm excited i actually was re-watching season six the other day
0: was that that's the one where Jax admitted he, he got busted at the beginning for faith right
2: yes yes yeah. and oh my god i cannot believe Brittany still married him after that
0: that's what i'm like
2: With the phone recording of him talking shit about Brittany to Faith,
0: calling her a, at and like he didn't want to have a kid with her. He didn't want you know to be a father and stuff. Like that's dark shit, you know.
2: Yeah, it was fucked up. Um, And then everyone got mad about it, and Ariana was like, "It's not on my phone." (laughs) (sighs) Listen,
0: like. Tom Sandoval, I try to do it now, like, he has this, like, little baby lisp that nobody yeah. picks up on. He's just, like, he's, like, I'm very excited about Tom-Tom. Like, I can't do it, but it's, like, it's so passionate. He's, uh... He-
2: There's a lot of work in the Tom-Tom. And I'm just excited <laughs> to see all of our hard work come to
0: fruition.
2: <laughs> Even if is <laughs> gonna start drama at the opening.
0: Is that kind well, of
2: okay, Tom Sandoval? No?
0: Did you... Yeah, no, I mean, it's, uh... But- I'm thinking about when Lisa said, "I want to give you guys a bar. It'll be called Tom Tom." And it was at, I believe it was at Schwartz's wedding. And Schwartz is so lazy that he was like, "I'm not sure if I can do that." Do you remember yeah. that? Uh-huh. I was like, um, "Um, So, The Bachelor in Paradise, which airs uh, only on Tuesdays now, they went from two a week to one a week, which is sad. But we talked about last week about the dude that lost a hundred thousand followers in two weeks.
2: Yes, Brendan.
0: Brendan. So, Brendan finally released an actual apology video, which was seven and a half minutes long. And it's always amazing when somebody comes out looking worse after their apology video.
2: Oh my God, it was so bad.
0: Well, it's just like, it's like too long. And it's like, you could just say you're sorry. But he was like, listen, People are saying I was going after followers. And if that was true, I would date somebody with a million followers. And like, he was trying to make himself look noble for not dating somebody with a lot of followers.
2: Yeah, oh my God, it was so embarrassing. And also he was like, I didn't know that, you know, Natasha was going to be, so heartbroken after you know just a few days like what an asshole he was still trying to make it seem like she was like crazy and overreacting well, like just such an asshole
0: I mean it, it, he had the bad luck of, of picking somebody that is not letting this go she's not letting this go oh did I lose
2: yeah, you yeah I, lose I mean you? Yeah. I think for a second I'm.
0: I'm, Okay, cool. Okay.
2: Okay. Am I back?
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Totally.
2: Um, yeah, I think at some point Natasha, you know, does kind of need to let it go, but, um, I think that fans are just mad. You know, I think fans are like encouraging her because they're so mad on her behalf. Like fans are angry enough to go around so it's not even Natasha having to really fuel the flames. But yeah, eventually, yes. I think that, you know, like, it's kind of like, yeah, let's let's move on. Brendan and Piper, let them become irrelevant.
0: Well, it's, it's, it's just like you're then, you're pretending that contestants on The Bachelor and Bachelorette Really mean something to begin with Like Brendan is pretty much apologizing With the of like yo will you refollow me so I can get brand deals Like it's, it's like he's not doing Important research in like any kind of Humanities that we would actually help Like so he's basically just going Yo it's gone too far and it's affecting My money now and I don't really Have any talent but I'm exceptionally good looking And I really fucked up and I'm so Sorry and it's like I mean it just shows how ridiculous this all is To begin with you know
2: Yeah, it really is. It really is like absurd. But yeah, he wouldn't have apologized if he hadn't been down so many followers. Like, yeah, that's clearly the only reason he bothered to apologize.
0: Do you ever uh, watch Bachelor in Paradise and try to fantasize about which ones have gotten vaccinated and which ones haven't?
2: (laughs) I just assume they probably all had to be vaccinated to film it. Personally, maybe that's ignorant of me, but I just assumed it.
0: Because yeah. well, We were talking about the Met ball and potentially who did and didn't get vaccinated. And then the whole Nicki Minaj thing, which who knew Nicki Minaj could literally break down governments. Like she's oh had like, like, and like, also like Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend got big balls from getting vaccinated, which is just like, well, I'll get double vax that I want huge balls, but it's just like, we're actually taking this. What kind of black mirror weird life are we living that, Nicki Minaj can put this shit out And people like Barb's Nicki Mina- Minaj's fan base Went and protested at the CDC This weekend
2: um, Yeah she's really torpedoing Her career with all this stuff And also the stuff around like her husband Who's like a rapist apparently Like yeah, yeah Just completely just so so dumb Completely torpedoing Her career spiraling in front of our eyes Just so wait, wait, But
0: is she though what scares me is that is it torpedoing? Because she still has all these fans of going like, yay, Nikki, we support your ignorance. Yeah. Like that's what scares me is that you hear all of these people then agreeing with this. And you're just like, whoa, like she probably like, I mean, part of the, the theory on this, like you said, is her, she's just kind of making noise to kind of distract from her husband's like actual shit of like raping an underage girl.
2: Yeah, that's, that's definitely a theory. I think that, you know, she has so many diehard stands, the barbs. Yeah. The barbs are like very, 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 very loyal to their queen. It doesn't matter what she says. Um, so yeah, I feel like a lot of the people that are like defending her just, you know, her die hard stands. But otherwise, I just think it's super embarrassing. Every, everything about it, just so irresponsible, just such a bad look. Um, yeah, just terrible.
0: Hey, if I paid for you to go, would you go? On October 27th, to Carolines on Broadway to see Joey Gorga do a night of stand-up?
2: Oh, my God. Absolutely. Would you
0: really? Would you do a report
2: for me? 100%. Okay, yeah,
0: because he's doing an evening of... he And it says, The Comedy of Joe Gorga. And it's not even Joey Gorga. It's Joe Gorga. And it's The Comedy of Joe Gorga. And he did a video in front of Carolines. He's like, I'm going to be at Carolines, October 27th you know and it just could you imagine what his stand-ups like
2: oh my god the comedy
0: the comedy like, stylings oh. of joe gorga you know
2: oh my god yeah yeah a hundred percent
0: he's like guy hey hickory dickory duck i'm fucking melissa ha! oh
2: my god that is hilarious
0: but like at but- the same time i'd really want to see it you know
2: I just don't. You should come in town for
0: it. That's what. What what if he steals Chris Rock's act or something like that? You know.
2: Yeah, I mean, you can be his newest groupie. His. What if
0: you wait? What if you wait? What? How much would it cost if I got you to heckle Joe Gorga?
2: Oh my god, no! (laughs) I want to get like blackballed (laughs) for. Um. Uh.
0: So I want you to do that. Um. This actually is sad news. This actually happened right before we talked. Um. Uh, gabby Pepito, who is the van life girl that was missing they supposedly found a body that um is uh that that is not dna uh test result yet but they say that it it pretty much is is the body of the missing van life girl, but it's, it's, and this guy, Brian, who was her boyfriend and all the YouTube videos. So there was this girl, you guys, you guys probably already know about this stuff, but she was doing YouTube. Like they converted a van and she was a very young girl with her boyfriend, uh, Brian, uh, and, uh, she went missing. He returned home He wouldn't answer any cops questions. His family protected him. And then supposedly as of Tuesday evening, this kid, Brian, went missing. They just found the body today, supposedly. And this guy is missing. And we all know how these stories end. Like, it's like we know. I mean, allegedly, there's no doubt in my mind that this guy did it, you know?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. It's, it's absurd that they even, you know, let him go missing or whatever. You're He's, like, how
0: does that even happen where, and like. Family should,
2: hiding him, And apparently his family is like super rich. So they have the connections. He has a very expensive lawyer. He's like, you know, in hiding somewhere. It's just, yeah, he should have never, ever been able to go missing to begin with. And it's just.
0: But it's crazy trap. that we have all this footage of her on her YouTube channel. And we even have police footage of when you know, there, there was an incident between them where they had been fighting the cops have all this footage, you know, this was like months ago. And it's like really chilling to have all of this video evidence. And you would think if somebody's putting up YouTube channel stuff that like, there's this weird protection that you wouldn't go missing or, you know, like that you're out there in the open and, and it just shows you like, and also it just goes to show you men are like, I mean, I know this is Louis CK is not, you know, acceptable anymore, but he had that one joke of like, men truly are the number one death of women in this country, you know, like we are, men are the number one threat to women in this country. And that is just so fucking scary to be a woman and to realize that, you know?
2: Oh yeah, it's true. And I mean, if you watch that video when they got pulled over for some like domestic thing, it's very chilling. It was like, you know, she was crying and clearly upset because they had been, she said they had been fighting and he was just so calm and cool yes and cool. And yes that is, and that is such a red flag of like a manipulative man making the girl look crazy and unhinged and she's crying and he's so calm yeah
0: like look look at her look at her she's she's crying she's freaking out like yeah. you know um but you know what's so funny is that every you talk to any girl and it's 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 like they all have a story of not a guy, a guy being potentially abusive, but a, bi- a guy being jealous, a guy being—you know—it's like this is girls are so used to this behavior in men that it, and not that it's acceptable, but it's not uh, shocking to women to watch any of yeah,
2: this. Yeah, and domestic abuse is like a huge, huge problem, and I think if anything, that this case kind of like sheds a light on it. Also, he was like, he's like thirty-seven. She was—is
0: he thirty-seven? Really? I didn't yeah, know that. Um,
2: that i'm pretty sure and yeah she's 22 like just yeah looking at that video it just gives you like the chills that this clearly was not you know a healthy relationship He is clearly responsible there's no question about it and yeah it's fucked up that they you know kind of botched this and like let him go into hiding like he should have been immediately you know freaking but the, again like he has expensive lawyers he has family money like yeah, wow. it's a whole, whole web.
0: Well, and the other thing, too, is that somebody pointed out that how much TikTokers have helped with this case of like TikTokers really made this story kind of have legs, which, you know, you could also talk about, well, it's like a, a white woman, white girl, da-da-da, you know, but, but, but it's interesting that a social media can like kind of take hold and all of these you know we are living in this day and age of whether it be like podcast detectives or TikTok detectives, and you're just like, man, I hope when the time comes when somebody fucks with me, TikTokers are behind my back, like getting out. Like, I mean, think yeah. about it. A lot, a lot of the work you do is like research and all that stuff, and kind of digging through the internet.
2: Well, I think also, yeah, any any time a case like that's get this gets viral attention. And if you look on like the comment section of the missing boyfriend, like there is, there are so many people out there that are like just following this because it went viral. All of these like keyboard warriors, they are going to be calling that police station picketing in front of his house. Like there's, they have no choice, but to like move on this because the public pressure in all of these people. And I say keyboard warriors, not like, I know a lot of people use that as like, you know, an insult. I mean it kind of like in a term of endearment like there are so many people that are so passionate about this and you know they want justice for Gabby and they want this freaking boyfriend whatever his name is Brian I think to be responsible and freaking found and yeah it's like they have their foot on the necks of you know the people in charge of investigating this and yeah without that public pressure it's like yeah, who knows where things would be. Of course, that really, like, um, you know, boosts the boosts the national attention and the pressure on the police department, for sure.
0: I just hope that his parents, his family didn't let him go, uh, you know, go off and kill himself on his own terms. Like, I want him to be brought to justice, and I hope he – I mean, I hope he didn't go get to, like, kill himself at his – like, I, you know.
2: I didn't even think of that.
0: Oh, see, that's what I thought about immediately was that, like – think-
2: that and like i i really hope that's not the case i also am thinking that you know he is probably like a manipulative sociopathic narcissist and i think that a lot of time narcissists are too you know yeah
0: that they they won't be able to do that
2: so my guess is that you know he's just trying to escape the country if he has not already
0: i mean the, the killing thing is that like you want him to be brought to justice but at the same time you know we finally got um i think this was on friday as well Robert Durst, you guys, he was responsible for the murder of Susan Berman. And if you don't know Robert, Robert Durst, he was the uh subject of the HBO documentary, what was it called? Um the uh, jinx, which came out, you guys, like six years ago, six or seven years ago. And literally the, the final episode, he has his mic still on, going to the bathroom. And he's like, Of course I killed her. Ugh. Like he's talking to no, himself.
2: Killed them all, of course and it was the most serious yeah, thing talking to himself. Oh my god, it was so scary. He's like,
0: what did you do? Kill them all, of course. But my thing is like we had a confession and just this past Friday a guilty verdict was put down. It's like the wheels of justice move so slow. Yeah you can literally have all the evidence in the world. And this guy still has been living in not the lap of luxury. He's obviously in jail, but I've seen his jail. Like he was able to have like a lot of books and newspapers. And I was just like, it kind of looks like my room a little bit. And like, I, you know, I was just like, it's like, that's why I'm like, I want this guy to be brought to justice. But at the same time, seven years, if I'm going to watch this guy, who definitely probably killed Gabby Pepito get seven years before he gets a guilty verdict. I mean, that's, it's hard not to, be incredibly frustrated with our uh you know the 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 judicial system sometimes you know
2: oh yeah oh my god the justice system in the u.s is so fucked and so slow and broken and yeah it's it's a disaster i mean you know like you could argue that it's it's a good thing that you know people aren't abruptly like charged with things right away because there are a lot of people that get falsely accused or whatever it is yeah so it's like, but yeah, there are so many fucked up things about the justice system that really like piss me off and hopefully it doesn't take too long. I think the the biggest fear that I kind of had with this case is that they wouldn't find her body. And when they don't have, a, you know what they say, like no body, no crime. If they don't, if they can't find a body, they can't really charge any anyone. And, you know, mo- more often than not. Um, so now that they have the body, hopefully, you know, I mean, now they just have to freaking find him, yeah. but if they didn't have a body, there's no closure for the family. Um, he could potentially have a greater chance of like getting away with it. So the fact that they have her body, it, it does, it's kind of, you know, it's horrible that, you know, she wasn't found alive, obviously, but it brings closure to the family and it hopefully gets, you know, them one step closer to like freaking charging him officially.
0: Now, um, uh, unhappier happier news, we're less than a week away from two best friends getting married. Uh, next weekend, Amanda Batula and Kyle Cook from uh, the show Summer House are getting married. Now, you're a part of Big Summer House, which is an affiliation that pays you to speak positively about Kyle and Amanda and Lindsay and all of those guys. Now, will you be going to this wedding next weekend?
2: Oh, my God. I fucking wish. It's- <laughs> Did you see that? Like it looked like Amanda and Amanda posted something. Yeah. It was like get better soon. Like they may have gotten COVID or something. That's I what,
0: know. okay. So a couple people DM me about this, my friend Marissa and a, a couple of saying that supposedly something was put up for a second on an Instagram story saying that they both had COVID. And, uh, and then there was like a shot of like Lindsay and Danielle had sent them flowers saying, get better soon. Uh, so I don't know if that was true or not If they got COVID or not But they both did separate postings I think yesterday saying I get to marry my best friend So even if they have COVID They seem like they're still decently happy So oh, hopefully yeah,
2: Three years in the making
0: Well then I was like How happy would Hannah be If they both had COVID?
2: Oh my god
0: You know oh, she was like god. be Really happy
2: Oh god Did
0: you see Did you see this weekend That um What's her uh The uh what's uh Paige went to a wedding as Craig's date at Craig's friend's wedding. Yeah.
2: Yes, it's looking more and more like they're like definitely an item.
0: Yeah, but it looks like Craig's an item with a lot of people to me, you know?
2: Yeah, that's fair. I don't know. There were also like the rumors of him and Naomi reconciling, so I don't know. Again, it's like it could just be for like attention, but
0: but if you're that good looking it seems like people just go up to Craig and go, I would like to offer my body to you. Like, it seems like he's that guy. They just like, he gets bodies offered to him, you know?
2: I mean, maybe I wouldn't probably wouldn't offer my body to the pillow. Well, you,
0: you would do it to Austin. Yeah. The tall, the tall
2: Uh, Yeah, Austin would have a better chance of bagging me.
0: (laughs) Dude, that I'm sorry. Austin did it again where he went in somebody else. I think it was cocktails and gossip or Bravo and cocktails like he dipped into their DMs of like this this was like Dumois did a spotting or something. He's like, this is not true at all. I have not hung out with Shep in ages, and I'm like, dude, this guy that's like actively going into DMs and like tossing with people, like that's wild, you know? Oh, no. Like he really cares. It seems like
2: I know he does, which is like very unattractive. He cares yeah. so much.
0: I hope he uh, I mean you I hope he like reaches out to us at a certain point. But you you've met him, haven't you a couple times?
2: Oh, just briefly. Just briefly once. I would love that. Yeah, let's have let's have Austin on.
0: It would be funny to actually be able to talk realistically with these people of like Austin. Why do you care what anybody says? Like no, you've lucked out so hard, you know?
2: Ryan, remember when we were DMing Luke, we never had Luke on.
0: Oh, but by the way, <laughs> By the way, now would be a perfect time to have Luke before the new season comes out and be like, yeah, "Are you, are you working
2: intel on him?
0: Are you working on any new music, Luke? Is there anything you're bringing into Summer House? this? The, you know, because he probably is working on new music with the guitar and stuff. You know, he's
2: probably still working on suit and tie.
0: He said he was going into the studio to record that, and we don't like you were on that DM with me when he was like, "I'm going into the studio to record it," and he said he would give me the the copy of it, and he never did
2: suit and tie grabs ah, hey, me wow
0: <laughs> <laughs> wait did you see sierra hug him in like a photo or and i'm like oh it looks like they're wow. they're like being nice to each other again you yeah,
2: know it looks like everyone is like you know all hunky dory without hannah honestly mm,
0: it'll be interesting i see giggly yeah. squad they're doing uh live podcast uh dates which i find interesting um a couple of other things I wanted to bring up before we go away. I know it's never, never, it's always, this goes so quick. Uh, this is actually really special. Farah Abraham, I don't know if you're aware of her from Teen Mom. She, um, she said she went to Harvard recently, and then Harvard said she was not a student there. And so now she says Harvard is racist, and she is going to now attend Yale. Which is, this is exactly how I went to Arizona State University. This is like very, but she, she said, like, I guess she was taking like a Harvard online course or something. And then she was, she put on her LinkedIn that she was a Harvard um, student. And Ferris said that she wanted. She's a wanted woman now that she's secured her transcript from Harvard, and she told us with a straight face, Yale and several other law schools are recruiting her. Now I don't. I've only went to ASU. Do law schools actively recruit like football? Like football teams?
2: I think actually, like on LinkedIn, I'll randomly get messages from like business schools or like online schools. It was probably like Harvard, like. Harvard University of you know Florida. Like that's what it probably it was probably like an online, like you know, Phoenix U, but like Harvard name, like to scam people. I'm sure I can see it now. They probably like DM'd her on LinkedIn and yeah, I'm sure.
0: So Farah trashed Harvard over what she says was a horrible experience with their online program, and she's even threatened a lawsuit against Harvard um farah tells us what type of law she would like to practice one day here's a hint anything goes um so this will be interesting we'll keep you posted about this it looks like she might sue harvard but it looks like she is uh she wants to do yale because they have a very diverse program and so far she is uh she does have a good background in schooling so far she has a bachelor's degree from the art institute of fort lauderdale which i've heard great things about and so i guess that's a good feeder system into harvard and yale fort lauderdale schools yeah yeah that's amazing God. um uh david spade says cancel culture has made his jokes dry i'm not as funny anymore now i find this really disappointing because i think david spade was actually my favorite host on bachelor in paradise Same. but i just
2: so funny like
0: i would love to see him as like the chris harrison like i think he is just really Same. really well suited
2: yeah, I don't get why people were like liking Lance Fass and even like Wells. Like I said, I'm like, I do not get why people think Wells is Well,
0: funny. no offense, Wells. I know you're on the same podcasting network, but you kind of come off like a drip on that show. And like, there, even my buddy Tug was t- like, my buddy Tug's super into sports, but he watches Bachelor in Paradise and he'll text me and go, man, this Wells you can't get a beat on this guy's personality there's nothing there you know
2: exactly And everyone's like wells for host i'm like why because
0: he looks kind of cute i guess i think that's what people are responding to
2: i don't understand i truly don't get it
0: but david spade actually has personality you can think quick on his feet i yeah, just hate
2: dry. i like like the dryness like his he's just so funny like he makes it like it's not a serious thing and he just like makes it funny
0: well I just don't like when comedians complain about cancel culture because I'm just like, that's so dumb. Like David, you know, like, I don't think it affects like like what David, you're not allowed to say the R word. You're not allowed to say the, you know, like, come on. Like I I think sometimes cancel culture actually helps comedians because it makes you think outside the box. And I was listening like rest in peace, Norm MacDonald. He really truly was this special, amazing comedian that I always loved. But I was, I went back and I was like, I watched like an hour and a half of YouTube uh, clips of Norm Macdonald and there was a lot of things that he would say he would be like ah those gays over there you're one of those gays he would do that like 15 years ago and it's like that shit isn't acceptable now and even that you're you watch it and you're like uh, that gives me a gross feeling but you also know that people can grow past that kind of like that sense of humor or what once was funny but like you don't have to complain about it like it's just like we grow and we evolve you know
2: yeah it's such a cop-out when comedians complain about that it's like you don't Okay, so your your sense of humor is about offending people. If you feel so limited that you all of a sudden can't offend people, like...
0: Yeah, that's what you're saying, is that... Also, you're saying, I'm so lazy, I want to continue to do the same material that I've done for 20 years, you know?
2: Yeah.
0: Ooh, this is good. Now, you're a fan of the Olivia Rodrigo, right? Yeah. Do you know two girls beat the shit out of each other at an Olivia Rodrigo concert. This during driver's license, Uh, a mom started fighting with another woman in the audience during driver's license being played. And there's a good clip of it on TMZ where the little girl, the mom's like hitting this other lady and the other lady's hitting the, And the little girl that's with the mom is like, no, my mom. And I just think it's so funny of like, you know, this summer get your ass kicked in Olivia Rodrigo. Like, driver's license is a sad song.
2: What were they fighting over?
0: I think like position to see Olivia Rodrigo. Like,
2: oh I my mean, god!
0: But it would be cool if like that does become like a thing at Olivia Rodrigo concerts. Like during Driver's License is like beat the shit out of your neighbor next to you. You know?
2: Well, you always see like the fights in like NFL stadiums and like
0: yeah.
2: day, and now it's like Olivia Rodrigo. Yes,
0: concert, <laughs> moms. Wait, did you, have you ever gotten into a fight at a concert?
2: No, I've not gotten into a fight. I'm sure I've been like sassy and drunk. And, like, <laughs> but no, I've never been in like a physical fight in my life.
0: I once took a a boot to the head at a Pearl Jam concert. And uh, I mean, it wasn't on purpose. Like I, and it was like, that was like the first and last time I ever like moshed, you know, because I was like, oh, that actually hurts, you know?
2: Yeah, no, no. I wouldn't not my have thing. in there. Yeah.
0: Uh, This is great news. Grimes, who is with Elon Musk, and they had a baby that I can't pronounce the baby's name. Uh, Grimes let us know this week that her baby doesn't call her mom. Her baby calls her Grimes.
2: Yeah, like, okay. She was like, I can't connect with the word mother.
0: But also like, just imagining a bit like, hello, Grimes, I would like my feeding now.
2: And the baby, isn't the baby like how old now? Like,
0: (laughs) Like Eight nine months. or ten months or something like that. How yeah. is the baby even speaking?
2: Crime, yes, yeah. crime. <laughs> no, i can't even talk yet. Shut up.
0: Um, uh, Dear Evan Hansen, I believe, comes out this Friday. Uh, Ben Platt plays a 45 year old man who goes back to high school. <laughs> and, uh, by the way, I've never seen this musical. I swear to God, I thought it was about a kid that came out at high school and then killed himself. And it turns out, I don't. My um, friend was saying the, it's not about that at all.
2: No, it's not about that. I, I saw it on Broadway and I actually, unpopular opinion, I fell asleep at the Broadway show. I was never like a huge fan. The music is okay. I like um, that
0: waiting on the, the window, window song.
2: The wind. yeah, yeah, that's I,
0: I like I like that song. Yeah, it's it's really but yeah,
2: it's so funny reading all the reviews about how like The All the makeup they put on him to try to make him look younger actually like aged him because they put on all this like heavy foundation like sank into his wrinkles and they filmed all under fluorescent right lighting and And there's hair
0: looks really bad like his hair looks like the hair from the Broadway production was so much better than it's like they make it look like this kind of floppy hair where it does make him look like an older. It looks like the prequel to Larry Crown that Tom Hanks movie where it's just like this shouldn't. But I really honestly thought it was about a kid that came out in high school and then killed himself. And it's not about that at all.
2: No, not about that at all. And he tries to, like, make himself look younger in the movie by, like, just slouching with his backpack on. (laughs) And he, like, just looks so stupid. I'm reading all the reviews about it, and it's so freaking funny.
0: But could you imagine, though, being Ben Platt and just reading all of – You're just like – it's just like that's brutal because there's nothing you can do to change it. There's, There's nothing you can do, you know,
2: I know everyone's just like, cause he is not the first nor the last 27 year old to play a 17 year old, but it's the fact that he just looks so old that everyone's like ripping him apart. And also it's like, um, he, I, I was reading that, you know, his Broadway acting is so like, you know, it doesn't, you, you I, you know about this, like stage acting is obviously different than like, you know, Film yeah, act.
0: like film acting is really small, and and yeah. theater acting you're filling a space. You know, it's not presentational per se, but it's definitely more presentational than TV and film. Like TV and film, it's like so small. Like I remember watching Sean Penn act in person, what like when I first moved to LA and I was on set, and I wa- and I was like, holy shit, like that's nothing. Like the guy's doing nothing, and then you would see it on camera, and you'd be like, oh my god. But you, it was just like. Like, hey Soph, what's going on? Like it's like me and you talking, yeah. and that would be acting, you know, of like, hey exactly. Soph, how you doing? You know?
2: You're like,
1: well, what are you so, doing? Over
0: here? I'm a 45-year-old gay man, you know. Um
2: uh.
0: <laughs> we're very close to Demi Lovato's. They have a new UFO show on Peacock, where she is uh the ho- they are the host of the uh, uh of show about UFOs. And I gotta say that fits exactly I I Demi I mean I've I've heard a couple she they had uh Haley Bieber on this week on their podcast and um this Demi Lovato they really love them so like there's I can't put my finger on I just have not been able to get past that yogurt thing with Demi Lovato this like eight months ago when she complained oh, about yeah, the yogurt yeah. store I've never forgiven them for that you know
2: Yeah, no. Yeah. Demi Lovato is just kind of like, I I think it's funny how there's like so many celebrities on Twitter that like they have their stan army that defend everything they do. And then there are celebrities on Twitter that I'm like, where are the stans? Like they just get brutalized. And I feel like it's like Demi Lovato, Camilla Cabello, like they're Camilla
0: Cabello. And wait, did you see that clip at the Met Ball with uh her boyfriend? What's her boyfriend's name? The singer?
2: Oh, Sean Mendez, When Sean goes-
0: mendez was like, you're
2: giving share.
0: It's giving share vibes. And I'm like, I like literally, I don't I don't have a horse in that race. I love you can be gay, you can be straight, you can be bisexual. I love it all. But this guy, I do want, I, I try not to be offensive, but like when you say it's giving share and you're doing it with a straight face that comes off to me and I know I'm going to get flack for this. It comes off to me as a very cool gay dude. And like, I don't like, maybe he doesn't realize he's gay. Like, I mean, what if he's like the biggest pussy hound ever? And like, he just does everything. It just comes off Like he was wearing a leather outfit and he had these suspenders around his naked body and like, and then he was hanging out with Troy Sivan all night. Uh, You know,
2: Honestly, I never really subscribed. There have been rumors that have followed him about being gay for like his whole career and I've never really subscribed to them. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't really- Also, I don't him. care, you know. I don't have a... Yeah, I'm like, I don't care either way. It's like yeah. if he come out, he probably would. I don't know, I really don't, I don't know. But seeing that video clip, I was like, yes. He was yeah. like, oh my God, it is unbelievable when you watch it. It is actually, I was like, wait, yes. Of course, yes,
0: obviously. And but at the same time, he seen, like, you know, where it's like those celebrities where you're just like, oh, this dude wants attention so bad. I don't get that from him. I don't get that he's like power hungry or want like it's just that he just seemed like a very confident gay dude that like really like is best friends with Camilla Cabello, you know?
2: Yeah, I just yeah. The it's giving share.
0: It's that's to play. That's what I'm saying. If I ever said that to any of my friends, I don't know, anyways. Uh, And lastly, um, well, two things. Timothy Chalamet, who I know you are, you're a big stan of, and you're part of the Chalamet army. Or what are the Chalamets called?
2: I think they're called. It might be the Charmy. I don't know. But I never know if that's the army hammer and hammer thing. I don't know.
0: Well, so this Met Ball, you guys. They are obsessed because of that. They had a couple good bathroom photos years ago with like a lot of cool celebrities in the bathroom photos. And so now everybody at the Met Ball, like we've been inundated all week with people trying to recreate great bathroom photos. And the only thing that seems yeah. to be in part of everything is Chalamet is literally just. He must've just set up camp in the bathroom because Chalamet seems to be a part of every one of these bathroom photos where I'm like, did this guy have the shits that night? What's going on? Why is he just in the bathroom with all the celebrities, you know? Oh
2: yeah. The, there are so many, we talked about this, but there were just so many like real A-listers missing. Yeah. That the bathroom photos didn't really like hit. Pop, like they yeah. Did. But yeah, Timmy looked great. He looked like, I loved all of like the inside the mech out but I also thought it was so funny that they were all like, you know, they're going to be, everyone's wearing masks indoors. And then you see all the photos on (laughs) film, like Kendall Jenner on film. And it's like, no one's wearing fucking masks. They're all on top of each other. It's like, yeah, I think the charade is up in terms of them trying to pretend that this was like, you know, some responsible, everyone's wearing masks. Isn't it
0: weird that we, we had like Drake and Kanye release their albums back to back and it's already, I could be mistaken, but doesn't it seem like they're both already forgotten, those albums? Like, Little Nas X's album came out this week, and I'm like, it's just funny how, like, the popularity of anything seems to last a week, even if you're, like, a superstar. Yeah, I
2: think it is interesting how without, like, I don't know, I feel like in high school or whatever it was when I was in high school in like the 2010s or before 2010, whatever you call that, the early aughts, (laughs) how the radio kind of decides what songs are popular. And like, it's just whatever songs are like on the radio station that you play when you're like driving around. And now it's like, radio don't
0: really exist. Right.
2: It's like, no one is getting their music decided by a radio DJ anymore. It's like songs really, really, really have to stand out in order to like become major hits these days. Um so yeah, I don't know. I just feel like they haven't none of the songs have been like everywhere like I would expect. But I still love Certified Lover Boy. I do. Well,
0: yeah, I mean, I think that uh, you know, it, to me is more enjoyable than Donda, but at the same time, listening to Certified Lover Boy, it just seems like it seems like Drake is bored with Drake. Like it doesn't seem like the same excitement of like listening to yeah. Take Care and listening about like being on the cusp of celebrity and taking care of your family with your money and da 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 and it just seems like you know, there's you can never go back to that spot of coming up and how much better sometimes music is when you're fighting for something as opposed to when you land, you know, um, he
2: definitely follows like the same formulas all the time. Yeah.
0: Um, finally, uh, John Mulaney. What do you think? Uh, he got uh, Olivia Munn pregnant and supposedly we got a rumor this week because he was married to this Anna Tendler, I believe. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she went to rehab uh, div- asked for a divorce. She was broken hearted about that. And then um, supposedly, did you see that rumor that about- she slept with Timothy yeah. Chalamet this week?
2: Yeah, I it's don't cool. know if that's true, but if it is good for her.
0: But I love that Timothy's out there of like, the, the, the rumor was saying like, you know she uh john mulaney always joked about her being in love with timothy chalamet and i i love the thought of timothy going out there and doing good deeds by sleeping with like you know being a part of this like let's get one back at a mulaney yeah sleep with you like for a 22 year old kid that's really cool you know
2: i think he's older than that by the way
0: he looks like he's like, that's the kid could be 80. He could be 20. I don't like, did you see that him hanging out with Larry David?
2: Thousand, he could be in a thousand year old vampire. He's 25.
0: Oh, he's 25.
2: Yeah. Wow. But either way. Yeah. I, I thought that was a little heartwarming for sure. Even though yeah. I'm jealous.
0: Yeah. Well, you'll get your chance. Um, uh, also I'm interviewing, I don't want to say when, but Ronald Richards, the lawyer who is after erica jane for oh, the wow. money for the victims and he's a very controversial figure in a lot of ways but is there anything that you would want to know from him
2: oh my god I mean, oh i need time to like compile my thoughts well think,
0: think about bad. it think about it i wanted to tell you uh Um, because it just, it is, uh, there was no way I was going to pass up that opportunity to talk to him, but I do know he's controversial in a couple of ways because he goes so hard after Erica on social media. And to me, that's, you know, very different for a lawyer to do, to be that public with things. Um, so I'm very interested to talk to him and I'm sure he has a wealth of information that we might not be aware of, but, uh, I was very curious.
2: I'm so excited for that. Yeah. Yeah, So I think of my question. Okay. I have lots, I'm sure.
0: Um, Sophie, we've done it once again. You have brought joy to the masses. Uh, As always, you follow Sophie on Twitter and Instagram to find out any of her writing. Uh, Hopefully, there are articles in the works. Uh, Is there anything that we need to know this week?
2: Yes, there. I mean, I'm behind on some deadlines right now that I need to (laughs) tend to. So, yeah, stay tuned.
0: Okay, well, we will talk to you. uh, I'll talk to you later this week.
2: Yep. Thanks, everyone.
0: Bye. Bye. Um, Betches.